With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's the sound of the horn. Welcome to a halfway point 50-yard line. Halftime show, center court, clipcast. I'm your host, Chris k k k Kawhi, that's short for Kawhi Leonard, and with me as always from his beautiful home studio in downtown Burbank, ladies and gentlemen, put your virtual hands together for Burbank Hank, it's Henry Dittman, everybody. Now, I'm not one to boast, Chris Kawhi, that's not true, I'm very boastful. You're known for boasting, that's <laughs> your defining gl- characteristic. much better than anyone else at my boasting, I'm the greatest boaster, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Stay humble. Didn't really, care for it. I, I just really, disagree with the sentiment. Here's my boast. I didn't watch Sunday's game. Didn't watch it. Well, did you not literally have to see it. Didn't have to see you, that. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't miss. I think uh, it was the most frustrating loss of the season, to be quite honest. And I, I. I'm glad we, we we're mentioning this because this is the halfway point. We're yes. oh, we're halfway there. Oh, and we're living on a prayer. And I think we're living on a better prayer than we ever have in 50 years of franchise history. So I think this is the closest we've ever been to the right prayer. But that being said, we are a team that has a couple of red flags. And today, we saw one of those red flags. And I think this coach is going to be able to address it with plenty of time. Here's the thing. 72 games this season will be. So halfway is 36 deep, which is exactly where we are. There is a list of the NBA teams with more wins than us. Oh, it's a long list. Halfway point. You gotta okay, think we're so. way, you gotta think that list is really long after today's <clears throat> loss, the way Clippers Twitter is falling apart. Yes. Think? Well Clippers Twitter, aka uh, at chicken little dot shut up. <laughs> so not only is the sky falling Yes. But the ground is raising and oh, fire. Opening I guess. up, it's opening up like Satan's buns hole, with just so, a fiery lake of of despair. Beelzebub's Whoosh. lake hole, if you will. Sure, so that's what I don't, they, that's what I don't, I don't know if you know this trivia question, but how many NBA teams are there, Hank? Do you know off the top of your dome? Is it thirty? There are 30 teams. Are you ready for the list of team that has better wins than us, has more wins than us? Oh, I never are pay, you ready? I, I never I rarely pay attention to the standings at this point in the season. Do you want me to guess or do you want to just tell me? I'm just going to tell you. Just tell me. Okay. So, okay. out of the 30 teams, here is the long list of team that is ahead of us in total win total if, at the halfway point. And listen, point. if it's 29 teams that are ahead of us at this point, which is the vibe I get from Twitter, we should just end the okay. end the clipcast. No, according to Twitter, oh, we're, there is we're in trouble. a minimum of 46 teams that are better than us. 
There's a handful of NCAA teams. Oh, wow. There's, like, there's a couple of uh, WNBA teams. And then there, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are better than us, apparently. <laughs> They're not even a basketball team. There is one team, the Utah Jazz, that have more wins than us. And we just played them on Friday, and we beat them. That wow. was last Friday. It was, wow. it was a week ago Friday. How about that? We them were apples? even strength, and it was full strength versus full strength, and we beat them. And we beat them, I thought, kind of resoundingly. No, we didn't knock them out, and like, you know, we didn't, it wasn't a my favorite Clipper W, which is a home Clipper blowout. Oh, w. you love it. You love it. But we beat them. Like fair yeah. and square, and we beat oh, them yeah. like basically from yard to yard and whistle to whistle, and we just beat them. And so there's one, one team, team that's better than us, one Utah team. Jazz. One team in the and West. To, one team in the in, West or one team in the entire in the league? entire league. Oh, Buns, why there are people so upset? one team that has more wins than us. I honestly, I, I'm glad you asked that. Why are Clipper fans so upset that we have only the second most amount of wins. I, I literally. By, had to by the walk way, away by the way, we had just lost to the league MVP last season's league MVP, Antetokounmpo. Which, by the way, Noah Eagle cannot pronounce Antetokounmpo. It's pretty fun. You <laughs> do it brilliantly, Antetokounmpo. I like I like the idea of Noah Eagle going and here comes the Greek Freak. Like he can't even pronounce <laughs> can't Greek Freak he can't properly. Even pronounce the nickname. And Adam Oslin's just shaking his head it's like pretty great because you know he's got I it. Know. I love he's Noah Eagle. I listened to a lot of the game today with uh, Noah Eagle called on, calling on the radio. Uh, he's great. So I I think here's the problem. Here's Tell the problem. Me. I need to know the problem. All right. So Clipper Nation is mm. very upset. That we are not thirty six and up. Oh, so you're including you. You call us undefeated every season. It never happens. Well, here's the deal. This season, I said we're going to be eighty two and zero, and then what's his name, David Silver or Nate Silver? I think it's or Adam Gold Silver. Silver. Pretty sure it's Adam Silver. Pretty sure it's Adam Sandler. Oh boy, the CEO of the NBA said, "Jabadoo, penguins, jabadabadoo, <laughs> Thanksgiving Hanukkah." Timely. Which said, translated roughly, there's only 72 games, not 82. And at that point, I became very upset because I said, well, if there's only 72 games, how could we possibly be 82 and 0? And I was very upset from that point forward. Okay. So that mentally prepared me for the upsetness of Twitter. But here's not why Clipper Nation on Twitter is upset. I'm going to give you my. Bull crap reason, then I'm gonna give you my real reason. That is that honestly, that's every time you answer a question for me. You give me the bull crap reason and the real reason. So, <laughs> no, no, but thank you for fair. spelling that out for me so I can to anticipate it. <laughs> Mostly I give you a several bull crap reasons and I never actually get to the real reason. <laughs> never, you never bother. Go ahead. What's the bull crap reason? So Clippers Nation bull crap or bull crapitude? The bull crap arenas at the bull crapateria? This isn't getting better. They're upset because one whole team has more wins than us, which is upsetting. But then they're also very upset because three teams have fewer losses than us. 
and that's very upsetting. Well, we've played more games than almost every team in the league. We've played 35 games, and 36. Only, I want to say off the top of my head, only one or two other teams have played 35 games. 36, Hank. As of last Halfway time I checked. Point, 36. So, I'm, you know. You the, know, the thanks real, to me. Probably the real truth is that we all watched our hearts get broken last season with a lead. Right. And so every every loss mm-hmm. that's where we have the lead, right. uh, even though we didn't, in the second quarter, have the lead versus this team. It was back and forth. No, we didn't. It was back and forth with this team. Just no, and we we the, listening we to it on the, the radio. Third quarter, it was great. Uh, yeah, but but you know you have to you do have to give Clippers fans a pass because now anytime we lose, it isn't just losing a lead in a game when we lose a lead in a game. It's also a reminder of when we lost a lead in the playoffs, when we thought we were going to coast into the conference finals at long last. Long separate sure. Clippers fans. So there's Versus more. the L word. There is more. To, I am going to after sort of uh, giving our fellow Clippers fans a hard time. I am going to also look at them and say, "Hey, I get it. We're shell shocked. We have PTSD, and we're, you know, we're, we we see we well, see these you losses." Said a mouthful, you said a mouthful, Hank. I didn't realize until you told me, and and I'm looking, and it's absolutely factual. We have played the most NBA games of any team. Yeah. So no uh, yeah. other team is at this halfway point except for us. Like no. we're the only ones who have played 36 games in this the shortest amount of time, which means that if you do the math, that means we have literally the most relaxing, physically demanding schedule of the league because we've already played the most games to this point. That means we play the fewest games on the way out. That's what that means. Yeah, so God yeah, forbid, that makes can sense. We actually, feel that makes good sense. about something. Can well, we feel good don't do about it. Something? Don't you do it? We're brightsiders. We're homers and brightsiders, and that's what we do. I mean, it, it, yes, that is the case. And also, Woo-hoo! you know, looking at this second half season schedule, you know, we got a nice fat home stand in the middle. We don't have the oh, yeah. easiest back half schedule in the league, but it's like top third uh, ease. What? Well, you know? Yeah. No. Yes, I agree. I, it is definitely like we don't we play I think I you know I broke it down where it was like in the back half we play 36 games and as of you know when I tabulated 15 of the games are worth uh, excuse me are versus winning basketball teams so if you do the math that means 21 games are versus losing basketball teams I like that. I like a nine-game yeah. homestand. I like playing a lot of losing teams, uh, for sure. I, I I truly think that the diehard Clipper fan, and I've said this many times, has to be untrained. And I am the brother of a lifelong diehard Red Sox fan and the son of a lifelong diehard Cubs fan. And I saw these gentlemen live their entire lives without championships as you and I have experienced as Clipper fans. And so my father is a diehard Cubs fan and he was, I don't know, 70 when the Cubs finally won a world series in his lifetime. So after 70 years of being disappointed and depressed, he was literally shocked and flabbergasted and absolutely just blown away by the fact that his favorite sports team actually won the world championship. And then years earlier, my brother, 
who was in his late 30s, early 40s, I'm guessing, late 30s, when the Red Sox won their first of now many championships in his lifetime, he was blown away. They were down 3-0 to zero versus the hated Yankees. Everyone just counted them out. I remember watching that series and hearing Dennis Leary going, you know, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, and we want them to lose, okay? We need them to lose, okay? Like, And I was like, dude, screw this guy. How about believe in your team? And then they literally never stopped losing until they were world champions. And my point is, if you've watched your team for decades, for your entire life, never win, when they lose a honestly meaningless game versus the Bucks, you go on Twitter and you just shout nonsense because you're so used to the Clippers losing. And here we go again. So I get it. But you got to untrain yourself, Clipper Nation. You got to be okay with the fact that we have the second most wins and the third fewest losses. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, now we just need to stay healthy. Now we just really and need we, to stay And we healthy. are, right? Like, aren't, aren't we healthy? Yeah, we look nice. Patrick, uh, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson's out. That's all. That's all. <laughs> oh, no. But, but, Will but, we be okay? But you were talking, <laughs> stop. But you were talking about, you were talking about red flags, right? And yeah, so, well, yes. So. I want to look back at the first half of the season, and I want you to tell me, What's your big red flag? Like, we need to fix this. Here's what I'm looking at halfway through. And then also I want to hear about, man, we are really better in this. Okay? So All right. we're better in XYZ or ABC or just one, two, three. <laughs> I guess it has to be three things. Anyway, but well, we, I'm re- what are we better I, in? Yeah, what do you want to start? And then well, what's, the, what's the red flag? Oh, well, the thing we're better than anybody at is is our three-point percentage i mean we're number one in the league i don't even have to look that up i don't even have to look that up we're number one in the league in shooting threes uh and and i recall so vividly as the golden state warriors came on the scene uh and it became so so painfully clear to any real basketball fans that we that was it that was it for lob city (laughs) we beat them we beat them in that that that, one uh, time that one time in the postseason and then after after that you just could look at them and go, "Oh, this is terrible timing for the, for Clippers. This is this is the Chicago yeah. Bulls showing up at the same time as a bunch of great teams in the NBA. Poor Supersonics." Yep. Um, but now, but and at the time, our big the big thing we were looking at was we didn't we literally did not have any three point shooters at that point. And we had basically really. maybe we had JJ Redick at that point. I guess maybe yep. who if CP three before if, him, Karan Butler. What, what was the stat that was that we loved to? pay attention it was such a great stat where like if he got six points in the first quarter we won the game some crazy percentage of the time (laughs) right Um, Right. he needed 10 in the first half or something something like that because he was our only guy who could consistently hit a three-point shot and now we're legitimately number one at shooting threes so that that to me is what we're three-point shooting league that's what we're best at that's what we're best yeah, at. That's what, very good. So you know that, that's well, what pops I love. Off okay, so I'm going to feed off of that, Hank. And feed, buddy, come to the, the trough. We're we're the number one three point shooting team in the league, and you're absolutely right. BT, here's big something time. else that we're number one at, which is which is wonderful. Great looking fans. We we are the best looking podcast listeners. <laughs> oh, of, oh, our podcast listeners are so not good just looking. of sports, but of new 
newfangled radio, which is called podcast. We're the best it. looking podcast listening bunch. That's you, listener. NASA has done a study where they've taken DNA samples of everyone's looks, and we're the best-looking podcast listening group. Listen, I can't really see you right now, listener, who's listening to this right now, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you're easy on the eyes. Yeah, and I'm going to say you're Hank's favorite. (laughs) So (laughs) we are, this is kind of cool, we are the number one most efficient catch-and-shoot basketball team in the league oh so we're the best at hitting our spots getting an assist catching it shooting it and making it now you're talking about something else that the golden state warriors were great at i don't mean to keep comparing because we haven't won a thing doing that because steve kerr came in and changed mark jackson's losing warriors and turned them into a game of thrones dynasty that's why I say Game of Thrones, because I'm pronouncing it dynasty and not dynasty or Falcon's Crest <laughs> or any of the old Dallas 80s primetime soap operas. <laughs> okay. Continue. Continue. So I think that catch and shoot stat that we're the best in the three stat is because we have a new coach. And if you can't see the difference between Ty Lue's Clippers this season and Doc Rivers' Clippers of last season, season before that, season before that, season before that, season before that, season before that. You're not really a Clippers fan. You're not really watching these games because there is far more ball movement. There is far more wide-open guys. The ball is moving much more at a voracious speed than we've ever seen in the past. And I'm telling you, it's because of Ty Lue's new System. That's what I'm saying to you, Hank. All right, I buy that. I, I can't argue with you. I wouldn't want to. And, and I think it's I, I think it's working. And and so why we lost today is because everything we did right to get the lead back to be up by eight, like we outplayed them in the third quarter. We got Lawler's law, and then literally everything we did kept that ball moving, got wide open looks. We stopped doing, and we literally. We, so we, we, we stopped doing it. We stopped moving the ball. We started playing hero ball. We started thinking like, okay, well, Paul George is going to drive and get a foul. He's, never, he's literally never been to the free throw line in his career as a Clipper. The refs hate us. So you're never going to get a call. And like we're playing hero ball. We also sat Serge Ibaka or Zubats and played Mook Morris at the five versus – Literally, arguably, the most talented center in the NBA's modern history of back-to-back mvp Greek Freak, who didn't rest the entire fourth quarter. And actually, Zubats and Serge Ibaka did a phenomenal job containing him in the second half. And then all of a sudden, we get the lead, we get Lawler's Law, and oh yeah, P.S., oops, we're going to sit any big. And we're just going to have Mook Morris come in and maybe Mook and Kawhi Leonard can figure out how to guard Greek Freak. Oops. And then Greek Freak beats us. So, it like, I saw the red flag for me. I'm going to get to red flags now. The red flag for me of this Clipper team is not being this Clipper team, is playing hero ball, is not moving the ball, not finding the open man. When When the red flag for me is you don't do what you did 
to win this game, to be up, to get back in, and then all of a sudden you play ISO, and now we're screwed. Yeah, ISO ball is not good for us. No, it's not good for us. I mean, the ball movement is where we win games. When we keep the ball moving, we win games. Um, yeah, so, we're not number yeah. one three-point shooting team because we like get ourselves open and bury an improbable three. Like. No, you know, no, no, no. And that's yeah. the difference between us and Golden State, right? This is not Steph Curry stop, taking one step over the line and hoisting up an amazing three. It's, exactly. It's ball movement and finding the open Pat Beverly hand. having outrageous three-point percentages. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nick Batum. These guys having career-high three-point percentages. Mook Morris crushing from three-point. Well, you, you also sort of, if I may now, t- talk about my red flag. Uh, you do. you accidentally sort of touched it. Uh, let's leave that comment alone right there where it is. You I, you sort of touched I, on it a little I bit. Touch, uh, because the Clippers, the Clippers, uh, I've noticed a trend. I've been paying attention to it. And yeah. it made me look up some stats today. Yuck. Uh, and it confirmed it. The Clippers yes. are 25th in free throw attempts out of 30 <sighs> teams. That is a massive red flag. 25 free throw attempts. I love and hate Uh, that. And listen, the the injuries obviously also, everyone's healthy right now, uh, but we have had some really dicey. It was only a few weeks ago that we had, less than two weeks ago that we had four starters out. So, you know, injuries are certainly something to look at. There's something to think about. Um, I'm not not thrilled they're having the all-star game at all, if I'm being honest, but it sounds like there's right. going to be less events. That can be good. I um, know a little bit more about the All-Star Game, and we can talk about that. Oh, we'll talk, let's let's talk about that after this. I would like us to get more free throw attempts, and specifically, I would like Paul George to get to the line more. Um, and I'm not sure how much of that is us not getting calls versus how much of that is just our style of play. Uh, well, we, yeah. we certainly can't still be getting punished for the for all of our complaining that the Lob City team did so badly. And well, and, and it was easy part it was of, easy yeah. in that era to be like, oh, we don't get any calls. But if you ever really stepped back and watched us play, we really were a crybaby team. Oh my God, the <laughs> oh worst. And, and I don't baby. believe that we I I like now seeing us league. not be a crybaby team. Like now that we're not a crybaby team, I can look in the rear view and go, "Oh man, oh, yeah, we, we a really baby were team. a crybaby team." Oh yeah, team. every little and thing. I, I think that I think that the refs do suffer that PTSD syndrome that the Clipper fan suffers as well, where they have fifty years of baggage, and so when you have, especially some sort of old school ref or even middle school ref out there, seeing that it's the Clippers and they're just not going to get the calls. I I, I wondered. I, I I thought to myself today. I go, man. If I was at that post game uh, press conference today, or the next time I actually talk to Paul George, I I, I really want to ask him. You get into the paint, you throw up, you know, a shot, and and you literally get hacked. You fl- you your body falls to the ground. And you just never get the call. You maybe get the call one out of five times. Is there something different you can do? Is there some sort of James Harden-like flailing up of your limbs as opposed to the falling down on the ground? Because he'll charge into the paint, he'll slash, and he'll put up a shot and 
almost any guy on any other team's getting that call, but for some reason he never gets it, and he and he ends up on his keister, and then he just looks flabbergasted as he doesn't get the call once again. And I'm like, well, I'm not surprised at this point. I'm I'm genuinely surprised when they actually blow their damn whistle. So is there something different that he can do? Is there some? Is there that flailing of the limbs? Just like James Harden does this thing where he literally flails his limbs, both his hands skyward every time he tries to make any shot towards the paint, and then boom, he's up to the free throw line. I don't know. We've got to start paying closer attention to this and see in the next couple of games if we notice something. Is it just that Paul George is so slinky on the court that he just doesn't get fouled as much? Is he just so great at evading the defender? That he just, I, I just puts up shots. I just and know get that, in. like, and obviously, I don't know. Uh, Greek Freak is a different body type than Paul George, but I'm just sitting there watching the game, going, Greek Freak does this exact move. He goes to the free throw line, and you know he likely misses the free throws. I was watching the game with my ten year old son, and we're down two, and the Bucks are not a great free throw shooting team, and there's. 30 seconds left in the game. I don't know. And he goes, why aren't we fouling? And I go, yeah, that's honestly a great question. Why aren't we fouling? I know we get the ball back with 10 seconds left, but this team is colossally bad at free throws. And yes, maybe we'll get a steal, but how about just foul them down one, send them to the free throw line where that you got to force them to make at least one, if not both. And then now you have all the time in the world to plan your three-point shot. What ended up happening was they ate the entire clock and Greek Freak basically stormed down and lay up or dunked for an easy two. And now it's 10 seconds left and we're down three. And the rest is literally my nightmare. Oh my gosh, buddy. So, I didn't I didn't not watch the game to have to listen to you tell me about the game. <laughs> Shut up. Me apologize. Shut up. Right, I don't we want get to into, hear about it. <laughs> before we get into the back half of the season, we got a lot of games to talk about. We've got 36 games to talk about, and I can't wait. Oh my gosh, we're going to talk about every single game now, are we? I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to do it fast. Oh, boy. Uh, I have some all-star intel. All right. It's sadly not East versus West, sadly. Oh. It's Team Durant versus Team LeBron, and this is kind of cool. In the halftime show is the dunk contest, which I think is very cool. Ooh, that's very that cool. For the rest of all time. That's very yeah, cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. So it's sa- it's sadly not East versus West, though, as we were hoping Just on like the last that. clipcast. Just like that. But there's something to that halftime dunk show. Love I it. I really like that. I love it. All right, so marching forward as we Into the month welcome of March. March. Yes, sir. There are two and a half months left in this season march april and may i be specific and tell you the clippers will be in the playoffs and most likely be that two seed so let's look right now at march before the all-star break and we know about this we're at boston tomorrow night at washington thursday night we've talked about this on the last clipcast you were absolutely right hank we knocked washington's socks off we blew them up Yep. But I'll tell you something. You and I went on Boston Celtics radio last time we played the Celtics. And not only did we lose that game, but they did not ask us back. Oh. So I think we win. (laughs) If you do the math. Well, wait a second. Did not. Wait a second. They might. He might call us. 
<laughs> the game is tomorrow night. No, the game is two nights away. It's I thought it was the well, second. Well, this is this is happening. I don't oh. know. He might I don't reach know what out. you understand about He might time. reach out. Oh, this is shot. But today fired. is Monday for me, sir. Oh boy. Well, that's a that's a they call that a Boston good morning when you get when you get disrespected <laughs> that hard. That's a Boston good morning for you. Uh we we need to beat that. We need we I'd like us to beat the Boston Celtics because we lost to him last time. But last time I don't believe we had Paul George, and I don't believe when we we knew that when we were making our bold predictions. I thought yes, that's we were caught true. off guard uh yes. by that. But yeah, um uh, yeah, and then we go we go up well, against that's, uh, that's, we were caught off guard without our two guard Paul George. Very good, Hank. Yeah, very we, good. We could win Many a couple levels. of we could win a couple of nice ones right there going into the all-star break. There's no doubt about it. All right, so at Boston on TNT tomorrow night, at Washington Thursday night. Then there's the All-Star break. We're all excited for that, even though we all don't like it. And then we are back at home a week from Thursday, March 11th, which, by the way, is David Anders' birthday, so mark it in your calendar. Uh, he was sorry. <laughs> friend of the alias, show, fan of the Blazers. Friend of the show, a little too aggressive Blazer fan. Anyway, oh, boy. He really – home You'd bring him to versus, games – You'd bring him to games when we were just like season ticket chilling (laughs) and he would just be like so obnoxious, but I love him. I love him, but he's just a loud mouth. Just a loud mouth. He's that drunk uncle that you love to deal with. He's a drunkle. (laughs) All right. So March 11th, we're home versus the Golden State Warriors for a beautiful TNT game. And then really next week, is when the season starts cooking, and we basically have every single like we have thirty six games in kind of thirty six nights. Yeah, I mean, and the Golden the Golden State Warriors are just barely over five hundred and just got their buns whipped by the Lakers, right? So that's right. Yes, um, you know yeah, they're garbage. We'll see what that's like. We'll see what it's like. They're garbage, but they can also suddenly be incredible. They have some weapons. Well, we know we played that we played that baseball series versus them when we handily beat them game one, and then we were handily beating them game two at the Oracle Boracle, and then they came back, you know, inexplicably like they do sometimes. Sure, and then we then we barrel through the New Orleans Pelicans, but unfortunately, then go into a back to back versus the Dallas Mavericks, and I don't need to remind you why we really would like to beat the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, um. <laughs> we that that's the Voldemort to thou shalt not be spoken game. Boosh. So I love that New Orleans Pelicans on Sunday, March fourteenth, back to back night two, Dallas at Dallas for a baseball series day off Tuesday for three games in four days. That's a little bit of a crazy road trip. Although honestly, the Clippers very likely could at the very least get two out of three of those. At New Orleans next night, at Dallas, day off at Dallas. So, I, yeah, we could win all three of those, to be quite honest. Could do. Could do. And in these little stretches of, of these games, it'd be great for us to pick up wins like that. You know, it'd be great for us to go better than 500 here coming into the back half of the season and even much better than that. Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at this back half of the season, that is five away games in six games. And then we've got ourselves a real nice homestand with a San Antonio Riverwalk little hiatus in between. So short trip, by the way, short trip. March 20th, Charlotte home. Obviously, we absolutely annihilate the Hive, a.k.a. the Hornets. 
Monday the 22nd at home versus Atlanta. Then the aforementioned baseball series back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday in San Antonio. And then basically the biggest homestand in the history of all sports is about to begin yeah, in late March. It's really big. And I didn't. I wasn't even looking at it with San Antonio being such a short trip and only going to one place for those two games that actually even extends our homestand further. Uh, but sure. some of these games, some of these games could be easy wins for us. Some of these, some of these games are tough matchups because every matchup in the West is tough, but I mean, right. Philly, Orlando, uh, Houston, Detroit are in there, but also Denver Lakers, Portland and Phoenix are in there. So we have to see, you know what happens, right. but, but I like us being home for nine games of home cooking over the course of two solid weeks plus. Absolutely. Nice. And let's talk about that homestand. It's Saturday, March 27th at home versus Philadelphia. Doc Rivers, 76ers, massive game. Yeah. Very exciting. He's home again. Yeah, sure. I That'll be the first time we see the Eastern Conference's best. And here's a little caveat, and I don't like this. It actually. Oh, boy. Please don't anyway. do that again. In the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George era, we have only okay, – okay, excuse me. I'm going to re- restate that. In the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George era, we have beaten every single NBA team except for two. Oh. Can you name the two teams that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's Clippers in the past season and a half have not been able to beat? Oh, my And God. one of them is really obvious. The Philadelphia 76ers. No, sir, we have beaten the Philadelphia 76ers, and we will continue that long-standing tradition of absolutely crushing that horrible city. Uh, I, 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 I literally places. just don't know. Tell me. I'm dying to know. Milwaukee Bucks, who just beat us today, and uh. they literally have, you know, they're 4-0 on us or something in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's tenure. That's not true. It's probably 3-0, and but regardless. And then, sadly, Brooklyn Nets. But the cool thing about that is – so we've beaten every single team in the NBA with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, except for Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets. And wouldn't it be great to play either one of them in the playoffs, Hank? Oh yes. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't would. it be Wouldn't it be great to be in the playoffs long enough to play an Eastern <laughs> Conference team? Oh my God! No, yes. And not actually be in the, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> All right, so. This massive homestand, Saturday, March 27th, Philadelphia, day off. And then back-to-back at home for Revenge versus Milwaukee. I I really think we just basically, we have to win that game. We haven't beaten them ever in the Kawhi Leonard-Paul George era. They're 3-0. Yeah, I mean, sure, we have to to beat them. I mean, there's there's no half-does. There's no, you know, there's no must-wins. For us at that point in the season, except that we're jockeying for absolutely, you know, for seeding, but it's all so up in the air, it's impossible to know who's going to go five, six, seven, eight, absolutely, um, or even three, four, five, six. Yeah, even, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, how many games you already said five, six? How many games, how many games back are we of Utah? A bunch, uh, right. Yeah, they're they're really they're, they're really distancing themselves right now, and it's 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 really infuriating. Um, okay, so moving on. So the back-to-back uh, Monday, March 29th, home Milwaukee. The next night, home Orlando. I love it. 
day off, and then let's go. There goes March, and April is literally the most basketball ever played by any team ever in the history of the NBA. We have so many games in the first 28 days of April before having a couple of days off getting into oh May. Oh, my Lord. We have 15 games in 30 days. Yeah, dude. And and really, we don't have a game on the 29th and 30th. So really, we have 15 games in 28 days. That's wild. Chris Wild. Home. Hey, Pete, Denver, by, by Thursday, the way, by the way, by the way, Fool's quick Day. pause for a second, because I just checked the Western Conference standings. The, ja- Talk to me. the Jazz down to the, the Lakers and us were about a half game separated between the two of us. We are four games behind the Utah Jazz. Right. Uh, and then the Suns are one. It's like. The Utah Jazz, the Lakers are three and a half games back. We're four games back. The Suns are four and a half games back. The Spurs, who are in fifth, that's right there, are seven and a half. They're another three games behind. But also, L word plays Phoenix like tomorrow or tonight. Right, but that's still in the top four. One through four are really. Two, two, three, and four are really distanced from the next four yes. in the run right now. But the good news about Phoenix playing the L word is someone right on our heels is going to lose, regardless of the outcome. Oh, yeah. So April, a lot of games. April Fool's Day, Denver, Thursday, two days off, which is an anomaly. It literally doesn't ever happen again until the end of the month. Then we have... Home, L Word, Sunday, Day Game, Channel 7, ABC. Uh, I can't Ugh. wait. 4 4 21. Moving on, a day off Tuesday, Portland, a day off back to back Phoenix, Houston. These are all massive games. Obviously, L Word, Portland, and Phoenix are winning basketball teams. Denver is a winning basketball team. Rock, we're gonna yeah. we'll skunk the Rockets though. I mean the Rockets are and then like Houston obviously fourteenth out of fifteen in the West. We're gonna hurt th- that. That is crazy. That's five games in the first nine days with with a two day off buffer. And then again, don't get used to it because we have a day off. And then on the eleventh versus Blake Griffin, will they won't they? Is Detroit Pistons, and that ends that wonderful homestand of my God. 12 home games out of 14. We really have to do well in that stand to get us separated from the L word and from Phoenix Suns and from now what you're telling me of the Spurs. Yeah, and we and to watch out too for like what's remaining down the line. I mean, we need to also Portland we is also always need, ready to go. Yeah, and the, and and the Warriors are 8th. Man, the Warriors right. are 8th. So Spurs we know what right we know there. what Steph Curry can do. We know that Draymond. You say whatever you want to about Draymond Green. He can ball. He's and he can have flashes of brilliance um, with a right. young core around them. So we 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 need to be playing great coming into the month of April, so that we will come into the playoffs. First of all, like I said before, healthy, and second of all, very confident. Uh, but we're, well, we're in the back half of April, we have seven out of nine on the road, starting at Indiana. On April 13th, first night of a back-to-back, though, and going back to Detroit, who we just played at home the previous Sunday, then a day off, and then night two of that Doc Rivers revenge series. Can't wait. He used to play back in the day. He used to coach these Clippers with his son, Austin Rivers. Now he's in Philadelphia coaching his son-in-law, Seth. Let me say that again, Seth Curry. Playing great. I can't wait for that game. Seth Curry is a crazy good shooter, man. Holy Three cow. game road trip, day off, 
then back home Sunday night. Oh, let me say that again. Sunday evening, not a day game. Uh, at home versus Minnesota. Obviously, we're going to win that by about two or 300. Day off Monday, back on the road. This I don't like. At Portland, night one of a back-to-back. And then home versus Memphis, who we just split that baseball series. And that was... That loss in Memphis was definitely hearkening to my red flag of just play your game. And that was an off night. We just couldn't find the bottom of the hoop. And I just thought that was a night where they just aren't going to fall every single night. Maybe maybe not that we didn't play our game. And then, of, and then, of course, the very next night we came back and we absolutely pounded them. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to have to see how much urgency has been playing into all of this, how much of this has been... You're talking about a Memphis Grizzlies team that's hovering around 500, that's right. a game and a half out of the playoffs behind the Golden State Warriors. You know, th- that's a team that's hungry. That's a team that has a great fan yeah. base who was yep. really strong and then suddenly just got terrible. Uh, and they have something yeah, to pr- and they recently. have something to prove. So, you know, we are that team now that has the target on their backs. Um And we were that team with Lob City partially because we were very popular. And now we're that team that has the target on their backs because we're very good. So we're going to get the best from teams. It is important that we turn around and bounce back in these little, I love that you call them the baseball series. It's important that we turn around and win to show, oh, they caught us on our heels. Hey, we had a bad night. Oh, we didn't shoot well. We didn't move the ball. All those different things versus we have real problems. So if we turn around and beat a team that we just lost to, I start to feel like, oh, we don't really have real problems. It just is, we just lost. Um, But we're going to see. We're going to see when we start this back half of the season and start getting these rematches a month later, two months later. Absolutely. What we've learned. And And some of these teams we played, when we we played ten games with a brand new system that's and right. a brand new coach, so that's we'll right. See. And now we're gonna be we're gonna absolutely have it under our system and have all the swagadociousness of being the number one catch and shoot basketball team of the NBA and of being the number one three shoot three point shooting team of the NBA. And thank heaven we're in to the final eleven as we go to Houston on April twenty third, the final eleven games of the season before the playoffs. At Houston Friday night, couple days off. Oh, bite my tongue. I said it wasn't going to happen until the end of the month, but there is another two-day game off finally. Uh, And then it's Monday at New Orleans, day off Tuesday, and then at Phoenix to finish out the month of April on the 28th, two days off before we finalize our May going into the playoffs. That's our three-game little away stand before we've got four at home, and then four on the road, and we are donezos. Yeah, and I don't mind this four-game road trip one bit. I mean, look, Toronto is always dangerous, right? They they have proven that it was a great team, not just a great player that won them the championship two years ago. Um, right. They're very strong. Uh, but I'm very yes, happy to play Toronto. We have Toronto twice in the final eight games yes we I'm glad do you brought that up yes we yeah. do but then i'm very happy and to obviously play Charlotte you think Kawhi and surge are both gonna bring the heat for those toronto games you would imagine oh, especially you, that yes. close to the playoffs yes you'd think that and then all, then right after that we go our last three games are versus charlotte the rockets and the thunder so that's right that's a nice so little the way final to coast may out. stand usually we march into the playoffs and then have playoffs in April, but not this year because of wacky COVID-19. We've got 
home on the 1st of May, Denver on a Saturday. A couple days off. Tuesday the 4th, Toronto, day off. L word, Thursday. That's a massive game. Two days off. And then Nickabaka, please, on Sunday the 9th, day game. That's the last home game of the regular season before our final four on the road. Day off Monday, Tuesday at Toronto, although Toronto isn't in Florida. What? That's right. Canadians play in Florida now. Day off Wednesday the 12th. Back-to-back, our final back-to-back of this crazy season at Charlotte, at Houston, day off, and then our final game of the regular season versus the Oklahoma Clippers Thunder (laughs) because so many OKC guys are our old guys. And did you hear the rumor Blake might go to OKC? Yeah, okay. I'd rather he go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'd rather he go somewhere that matters, but I'd be happy for I him. I agree. I'd be happy for him going. I would like no, him to I go mean, he's home. From Oklahoma, but to us. So I'd yeah. love that for him, but I'd rather he mm-hmm. go somewhere mm-hmm. that matters. For, I'd rather he go to a contender. Yeah, because OKC's not going to be there. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. They're they're no. Oh Lord, Chris. No, no they're not going to. Are you Get kidding upset me? about it. Oh. Get upset. <laughs> I want you to be upset There's by six me saying that. Six games under 500. It's not going to happen. But you know what I'm curious? Oh, certainly not in the West. You know what I'm maybe, curious about? Well, maybe, maybe Adam Sandler, the commissioner of the league, will put OKC in the Eastern Conference at some point during the All-Star break, and then they can make it. <laughs> now, do you think, let me ask you this, right? Yes. Like the, it's so fascinating watching the two Los Angeles teams be so yes. close together. I mean, we we are so twenty four and twelve, and the Lakers are twenty four and eleven. Like that is how close it is. Do you so think it stays that way, or do you think the fact that our schedule gets a that. little easier and their I'm schedule gets a little tougher, do you I'm think so there's going to be separation that. there by the end of the season, or do you think it's going to our fates are so intertwined that this is what it's going to be, and they're going to be the underdogs going into the the semis and we're going to be the favorites if it's all chalk. God bless you Burbank Hank because I have said many a time and and the, the bubble was the anomaly. Unlike baseball, hockey, football where best team last wins it all. Because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not the best team in the NFL until the end. They just weren't. The Kansas City Chiefs were the best team. No, they lost like four games in a row or something crazy like that, and then they won out. And then they won out. And like we've seen our LA Kings literally come in as the eighth seed and win the Stanley Cup, which we've literally never, ever seen in the NBA, ever. I did the math. I went through the annals. A six seed won an NBA Finals like once or twice or something. Never an eight seed, never a seven seed, never, ever, ever a five seed. How random is that? It's always the one seed. And then every now and again, it's the two seed, but it's always the one or two seed, like every single time, every single time. Eh, Maybe it's the three seed. It's never four. It's never five. Very rarely, like once it was six because of a Boston Celtics in like 1816 and they came over on the Mayflower and then like literally never a seven or eight seed. So the NBA is literally set your watch to it. We are watching a very spectacular and special Utah jazz basketball team. Oh yeah. Just absolutely blow out the competition. 
And so I'm very, very delighted that we beat them full strength versus full strength in a wonky baseball series, which is new, right? We didn't we didn't used to get baseball series. No, I love them. And that's a playoff preview. So yeah. I'm very grateful that we were able to beat the Jazz on night two. And I loved Lou Williams's leadership. And I talked about it on the last show. So I think Utah Jazz is basically lock them in at one. If you're if you're a gambling yeah. person, yeah. lock them in at one. It's hard they're to the imagine they're going to stumble. They seem pretty perfect. I think the Clippers could literally repeat their first half performance in the second half. And I don't think I think they're going to do better, honestly, because they're that much more cohesive like you said. They've they've got the new coach They've, they've worked it out, right? We got 36 games under our belt. We got half a season under our belt, and now we get it, okay? We know Luke Kennard's a bust. We know Pat Pat's not going to play. We get it, okay? These are the guys. Well, Luke, so wait a second, though. Wait a second, though. The clips are going to do better. Luke Kennard is, yeah. like, in the top 20 of three-point shooters right now, I'm pretty sure. Like, he in the league this season. He is. He is, dude. But I, I, would, I, would, I would guess that if you looked at that list – there's probably six other Clippers it's, on that top it's twenty. It's five out of the top twenty-two. Is <laughs> what there I, you go. Is what I, is what I heard. I, I, I want to say Noah Eagle said today. I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I just guessed it and got it kind of right. Pretty I close. Said six out of twenty. You're pretty close. And if and if and if that, by the way, that's a lifted stat off of the Clippers radio network. But it, if it is three point per, percentage, then okay, fine. Kennard shoot more threes. Uh, but we all we all know he's not been having it. He's not no, been everything we've he's wanted. Out to be. And it's not, he's out of the rotation. He's out of the rotation. But the season's but not over yet. It's not even half over. No, it yet. is not. And he could work his way back in, and he could earn it. He really could. I think the season is to. half full. That's just who I am. Oh, I look at it as half empty <laughs> of the haters <laughs> and half full of the real ladies and the gentlemen and the non-gender specifics. All right, so I like the Jazz. At well, I don't like it, but Utah Jazz are going to be the number one seed. The L.A. Clippers are going to be the number two seed. The Phoenix Suns are going to be the number three Ooh, seed. Ooh, bold. And the L word is going down to four. Well, they're five and Maybe five in their five. last 10 games, but we're six and four, so I'm not going to throw stones. That's interesting. I mean, they have literally won one out of five and games. Then, and then does. They can't win without AD, is what we've learned. Well, that, yeah. He's great. And so, and he's out for the next week or so. And don't, and don't maybe forget. More. And they're about to play. I think them playing Phoenix is a massive tell. And don't forget. If they dude. lose to Phoenix, then they're definitely the four seed and Phoenix the three seed. It literally probably happens that night. I don't know. I'm not, but then again, if to, they win, it's hard to pick against LeBron. Different. It's hard to pick against LeBron, man. Yeah, it's like you picking know? against Tom Brady. Exactly. But let's see. But let's see. Like, what the other thing that's very interesting is. The big analysis of Montrez going to the Lakers was he would be better playing with Anthony Davis. So if AD is out, it's not just that AD is out and you don't have AD. It also does that also make Montrez less effective because Montrez is better when he's on the court with AD. Right, we don't know. We don't know. We're it's going to be fast. We're also not L word cast. No, we're not. So, so we we're not. Really, truly we're not great with know. their. We really don't know. I don't watch their games. But honestly. <laughs> I got to be honest, broadcast partner, it's been a hell of a half a season, and I love the fact that we are second in the league, most wins. I hate the fact that the L word is a half a game better than us, but literally all could change tonight, tomorrow. It literally could all change going into this all-star break. Well, we're going to see, and 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 I have really enjoyed breaking down the second half schedule with you, broadcast partner. Well, you, you really razzled and both 
dazzled me uh, with some of your statistics. And honestly, if I may, Burbank Hank. Go, go ahead. I would like to toot your horn, sir, because you have impressed me this half season, sir. I mean, last year, we all know COVID-19 really threw a monkey wrench into our tooting. We wanted to toot. We wanted so much tooting. And then the whole thing went down. We had to mask up. We couldn't toot. You can't toot while you're masking. Everyone knows you can't toot when you're masked. (laughs) So I would like to ring the horn of toots for you, sir. That's two toots for each ring of tootiness. I'm proud of you. Oh, Clippers Nation, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Thanks, thanks for tuning, for tuning in. in, you devils. Thanks for yeah, tuning in. Yeah, come off the in. ledge. <laughs> we have the come second ledge, most wins friends. in the league. Come off the ledge, friends. We're here. We love you. Everything's okay. Go Clippers. All right, well, listen, if I may toot your horn once again, my God, you are fine at sounding the horn. If I may toot your own horn at how good you are at sounding the horn, toot, toot, says I. And and I, in response to that, say, Oh, in hindsight, you're actually not that very good at it. (laughs) You son of a gun! (laughs) You're one of the worst horn sounders, I realize. Toot, toot. A toot, Brute. A toot. I'm, I'm stopping the recording. Cell phones ringing on a one on one. Head down to Staples Santa. Gonna have some fun. It's okay.